0: Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing practical truths and convicting topics from God's Word. Join us in striving together to build a stronger love for God and love for others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. This is Garrett here with Dalton. And we're excited about jumping into these parables. Today, we're going to jump into the parable of the prodigal son. And this is one of the most popular parables that many times you're preaching about. And I've heard a lot of great messages uh, from this parable, and we're excited to jump into it. But before we jump into that, uh, Dalton, I know you've got a crazy story that you want to share with uh, the listeners and myself. I'm excited about it. I haven't heard the story.
1: Yeah, well, I was just gonna tell it to you, but I thought, man, might as well put this on the podcast.
0: Absolutely.
1: And uh, we just we just got right before we started recording, we uh, we shared some funny stories, but um, time will not allow us to share those on the the podcast, right. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but no, man, I was uh, I work a second job right now, and uh, there's a man in our church. I think I've mentioned him, but we do like framing, we do roofs, we just do like a little bit of everything. And everyone that works for, for him is now from the church. So there's, there's four of us. Okay. Um, but anyhow, we're, we're putting, we're building a shop We're framing it together and I'm just walking and I'm carrying some wood and, um, carrying it. And we're about to start, I think putting in a a door, we start framing the door. And, and I, I I see my boss and he's just talking to these two younger guys or one's a teenager, one's a young adult. And he's, he's showing them how to do something. And I just, you got to understand, like when you're working, you know, you have like a belt. Garrett, you're redoing your um, youth center right now. Right. And yeah. um, I mean, I have my tool belt. I have two bags on. They're full of stuff, you know, nails, you know, my hammer. And my hammer, usually when I walk, it swings, you know, if it makes sense, mm-hmm. if you can picture that. And it just hits me yeah. in my leg. And uh, I just felt this sharp sting, And I thought, oh, man, I looked down and I thought maybe my hammer claw had hit my shin. And I looked down There's just a nail sticking out of my shin. I thought, what? I was really confused. And I was like, what just happened? I was like, was there a nail like stuck to my hammer claw and it stabbed me in the leg? And I just yanked yeah. it out. It was about like half inch in, maybe a little less. And I okay. just pull it out. I'm really confused. Like blood started to go down my leg. And I just look over and I hear my boss say, now that's why you you got to be careful. You could have, just you just shot through the wood. And they shot me with a nail, man, like no way. five feet away. Yeah. I was walking and just, and I just, yeah. So, wow. Yeah, and you shot. didn't feel it. No, it was you just, just felt like a sting. It was just a sting. And I just looked down there's a nail on my leg and uh, it wow. hit the, it hit the bone. And so that, that's what stopped it. If it would have hit like my calf, it probably would have went really deep, but, uh, but yeah. Wow. Pulled that, that is ex- crazy. Joker out, and uh, we're like, all right, let's take a quick break. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was so sore all day long. The next day, it felt fine, but all day it was. That is insane. It was pretty sore. So I remember the yeah. so second time was I that? got shot by a nail.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I remember. Was that was that your freshman summer or?
1: Yeah, freshman. I think it summer was. Yeah, college. yeah.
0: We were freshmen, obviously, in, in college. We went both went back to our homes that summer yeah. and worked. And I remember just opening my phone one day and there was no context. <laughs> and there was a picture of your hand with a nail right through it. Yeah, that's and good. And that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy.
1: It was the last week of think... work.
0: Anyhow, just you know, shot through my man. hand. It was good. That's how it always happens. I haven't had any like bad, you know, construction injuries or anything like Clearly that. Clearly I, I have. Had a couple times where, <laughs> yeah, obviously. You almost chopped your hand off <laughs> or your fingers. I promise I'm Crazy. careful. It,
1: it might not seem like it, whatever.
0: Yeah. Now you do, you do framing. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Framing it with, for your job. Yeah. I, I I helped the guy here, as Dalton mentioned, we're doing our, our youth center right now. And I helped him uh, redo like this framing in our, in our basement. It was pretty cool stuff. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like he taught me a lot. He's really good at what he does. And mm-hmm. I feel like I could do that, you yeah. know, on the side. But yeah. hopefully no no nails in the. Well, they
1: say like every every good framer shot himself with a nail at least once. So, I I could so, see that. I
0: mean, he was like waving that gun around, you know, like just his hand would be right there, and I'm like every time I'm just thinking of like this is gonna go right through. His yeah, hand. there's some he, there's some horror gonna...
1: stories out there. This the next day after I, I shot bet. my my leg got shot, uh, one of the teenagers shot through his thumb the next day. <laughs> like literally oh, he picked it up and i walked over there he's like, oh, i just shot myself and it went through his thumb like the nail was sticking halfway on each side and it thankfully just grabbed the meat i'm like uh did he pull it out um so no he got or down did he go and, and uh my boss and then one of the men at our church were, were there and they were talking they began to just distract him they said something was in the woods and as as he was looking away they just yanked it out he was so mad oh, at man yeah but they yeah, pulled is, yours out too, right? Uh, yeah. So I shot myself the first time, and I'm on. We we're like on the second level of this this house. I'm like, oh man, no way! And I I, I told him I was like, hey, I just shot myself, and I showed him my hand. And he's like, okay, let's just get down. Don't freak out. I said, like, let me get a picture. So I took a picture of it, and we went down. And the countdown was the worst, man. It, it hurt worse to to yank it out than was going in. And they put my oh, hand on the sawhorses and they got a pair of vice grips and uh clamped down on the nail and just did a good countdown. I man, I just gripped the, the sawhorse and he just yanked it right out. But yeah, that really yeah, hurt. Uh, knowing, that hurt so bad. Knowing your
0: temperament, you're probably just like, man, that hurt. <laughs> Not, nothing else. No scream like a normal human being would scream yeah. or, you know, yell or say, yeah. ouch, Dalvin would just be like, that hurt. Yeah, that hurt really yeah. bad. <laughs> I, mean, I think we've shared this story on the podcast before, but so we were working at Home Depot, and quick story, and then we'll jump into the into the prodigal son. But we were working at Home Depot, and this was our freshman year in college, and it was like one of my first days at the job. I remember that because we were together in the tile. Uh, I think aisle thirty nine, thirty eight, something like that. Sounds right. And uh, they have this these giant things of tile, you know, that people would put. Um, maybe in the countertops, like um, backsplashes, things like yeah, that. Like boxes um, of them. Floor tile. Yeah, boxes. And we had a whole cart full of them because we worked in in the shipping and receiving. And so we were stocking the shelves. And Dalton's like showing me the SKUs and how to how to put it in the shelves and things. And then I rolled the cart, and he's just like, uh, hey, "Hey, Garrett, can you back up?" I'm like, "Yeah, why?" And he's like, uh, "You're on my foot." And I rolled this. <laughs> part of tile on his foot and i pull it off and it was like he acted like nothing happened and then we pull your shoe off and you're like toenail is like ripped completely off. ripped off your body. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that's uh, when i learned that it has a pretty high pain tolerance
1: yeah what a good memory so, yeah i just remember thinking that, hey, was, that was good you're, you're on my foot <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your foot was like instantly purple too yeah it that was, really hurt it was wild yeah i consider myself to have a a high pain tolerance but i'd probably give a little bit more reaction than that <laughs> but i don't know yeah,
1: different personalities
0: I well guess. oh yeah for sure we want to we want to jump into things here prodigal son and uh, for all of us this is you know if you're raised in church this is a very familiar story and uh, much can be gained from this parable um, we want to break this up into two different episodes and so this will be part one of a two-part episode of talking about the prodigal son. And we want to break down each section of the prodigal son and and talk about the one that left the father's house and the one that stayed and talk about the father a little bit. And so in Luke chapter number 15, if you're able to, if uh, you have a Bible near you, I would encourage you to grab it. Uh, If you're you're not able to, just listen along as we read. Uh, Luke chapter 15 and verse number 11, the Bible says, And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that followed to me, and he divided unto him his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and it began to be in want. I'm going go ahead and pick up verse 15.
1: In verse 15, it says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to, to feed swine. And he would have fain have filled his belly with husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he had came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven before thee. So here we have this parable, uh, as Garrett was talking about, very familiar uh, passage of scripture, uh, I think to many people that grew up in church, but. Um, kind of what's going on here at the beginning of the chapter, it says in verse one, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man received the sinners and eateth of them. So here are all these, all these what we would call, you know, not the best people, publicans, uh, these sinners, these these wicked people come and and come to to listen to Jesus. And I could just see it, Garrett. The Pharisees and scribes, like, why i eye, eyes begin to roll it uh here he goes again he's hanging out with these people he's trying to talk to them mm-hmm. he's even giving them time of day and he talks about the parable of the lost sheep and the lost piece of silver and then he gets to this parable and uh, there's a lot of applications garrett I, I i've preached off this parable before and i'm i don't know if you have but i think i've preached a couple times yeah. out of here and there's a lot of different applications a lot of things you can pull from it um but when it gets it gets down to it there's uh, there, there's a, uh, a man, a father who, you know, probably a very wealthy man had a lot of land, probably a lot of, um, you know, servants under him. We, we, we find about, and he has a, an older son and a younger son and the younger son began to get upset, whatever it is. And he just demands to, to get his inheritance. And we see that he receives it and, uh, begins to, uh, to, he begins to take that and he leaves, uh, and if you look at verse 12, Garrett, and I'll hand it back over to you, but it says at the end, it says, and he that's the father divided unto them his living. So we see that it says them, that both of them at that point begin to receive some mm-hmm. of their um, portion of their goods. What do you call it? Their inheritance. And they mm-hmm. both get it. And here we have, but one boy, one, one of the sons do and he, he leaves and heads out into a far country. Yeah.
0: And with the prodigal son, you know, teenagers, especially uh, youth pastors probably teach this more than anybody or preach this more than anybody. Uh, but but when we look at the first son, the one that left home, uh, the one that's going to the far country, uh, a few things jump out to me. First of all, when I read the, the story, um, obviously, number one would be that he does have a father that's present there. And you can see throughout the story that he loves him. And this father is representing our heavenly father who's always there, always going mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. And but this son is is in a spot where he's not in the most spiritual place in his life oh yeah uh, he obviously wants to move on he wants to get out of the father's house and live life how he wants to live it and there's a few things that i, I feel like are parallel uh, with the prodigal son and and somebody that is not as close to the lord as they ought to be and is is kind of on the fence uh, as you see in verse number 12 it, it does say that the he had divided the inheritance to both the sons but this prodigal son or the son that had left the home, uh, he was not patient and he was he was impulsive. He had an impulsive behavior about himself. And uh, this impulsive behavior is something that I, I feel a lot of, of teenagers, young people, even young adults that they get out of church or they may fall away from God. Um, and they're they're impulsive about what they do. And they want things right here, right now. I want to have a position in the church. I want to be able to have uh, this authority right now. And I don't want to have to, to wait for that. And decisions when it comes to our daily living, um, you know, at our age, Dalton, a lot of people that, you, that listen to the podcast, you're, you're in college, uh, you just finished college, you're getting ready to go into college, you're, you're in pivotal moments in your life, where you're going to be deciding to, to buy a home, you're going to be deciding to um, make decisions on where you're going to live, where God would have you, uh, what church to work in. Um, a lot of big decisions in your life are coming right now. And those those need to be taken with with patience and not impulsive. Yeah. And I see that the prodigal son man what he did was he said I want everything right now.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't want to get any advice on it. I don't want to talk to the father about it. I just want to I just want it right now and I want to do what I want to do in my own timing. And something that I feel like is very important in this passage is God's timing is always perfect. When we're talking about this this son he he wanted things right here right now. And especially those that are are planning to have a family, you're planning to jump into ministry. Uh, you have a career that you want to jump into. You're in seasons of life where there's just, there's a waiting period. Mm-hmm. And Allison and I were, were talking my wife and I, and, and we were just talking the other day, you know, Dalton, for us, this this April, we will have been out of college for as long as we were in college.
1: Oh, it's crazy. And it's
0: crazy to think, you know, and, and for you, even right now, you left a semester before we did, You you've already been out of college for as long as you were in. And, uh, you know, it seemed like such a long season of time when, when we were in college and we were training, we were prepping and we were learning to juggle things and, and relationships and time and, and money and all of those things. But, but what I'm trying to say is time, time can be a spot where it seems like it lasts forever. Really. When we look back on it, man, college flew by,
1: <laughs> yeah. we
0: can look at it now and be like, man, you know, now we're married. Now we have kids. Or a kid of each, and, and it's just it's insane that that yeah. time just goes by. But but we're in the moment we come to a place where we we want things right now. And God had a purpose and a plan for the timing of everything. And that's where I feel like this prodigal son in the beginning, just a characteristic that he had, he he just had a behavior where he just wasn't really uh waiting in God's time. He was very impulsive.
1: Yeah, and Garrett. I'm glad you kind of made that parallel when it comes to this passage of scripture about waiting. And he seemed like he just, he just wanted, wanted it now and he didn't want it to wait down the road. He wanted it and he ran with it. And and, and you kind of mentioned it, but one of the things I think of my life where a season where it just felt like it was never going to to end was, man, me dating my wife. I I just remember sitting in our sitting in our room, you know, in college and thinking just, man, I just can't wait to get married. It's just, it just seems like I'm never going to get there. You know, I got, yeah. you know, six months to go or, you know, I, or I got, you know, two years before, you know, I'm, I'm out and, and I'm on my own. And, and you're you just waiting and wishing, but understand, I mean, that, that time's going to come. And I'm so glad that we waited. I'm so glad that we did things right. I'm so glad that me and Gwen decided to, to wait until we got, you know, married and and now we get to enjoy, you know, all the greatness of it. And there was a there was a waiting, and, and it wasn't fun at the time. It wasn't something I wanted to do, but it was something I knew was right, and that's that's something I knew that God wanted us to, to to listen to obtain. And here we have this this young son here who who knew he should have waited, and there's probably things that he could have you know taken part in eventually if he just would have waited a little longer. And he just hit the road, um, and and I'm glad you put put that out. Is there some seasons that seem long in our life and? There's some areas that, man, I just can't wait to get done with. But man, once once they're gone, they're gone, and uh, it's just better to be patient and to trust the Lord and wait on Him. And you know, Garrett, he, this young son here it says that he took everything and he just wasted it. it says that mm-hmm. in verse 13, there wasteth his substance with riotous living. Verse 14, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And again, kind of just a, a good principle here is, you, know, you can go out and you can do whatever you want, but that famine, that consequence of that of that righteous living or, or riotous living, you can't pick that. You can go out and you can decide that uh, you're going to do whatever you want or you're going to run away from the Lord. But there's going to come a famine in your life. And oftentimes those that decide they're going to leave leave the faith or maybe even leave what they know is right. And they still love God. They still trust God, but they know they're living in sin. There's going to come a famine. There's going to come some consequences. And there's a lot of people out there who picked the sin but they didn't pick the consequence and there's a lot of people that, that see destruction or see a at least a temporary destruction in their life because of what they did and this riotous living and a family comes in the land and and because of that he has to join up with with a citizen of the country and, and the story is he he's so hungry and everyone's forsaken him that you know he's over there feed the the swine and eating the husk of the the corn you know, Garrett, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever tried to eat corn husk. I don't think that would go very good. It's like eating like the, the pill of banana. I just don't think it's going to work I am in
0: Iowa. I am in Iowa. So there might be some people listening that Maybe,
1: maybe (laughs) if you have, please let us know. How did that turn out? I wonder how, like when you went to go use a restroom, like what happened there? I don't know. Uh, That's not, I (laughs) I don't
0: even know the Scrolls can contain. <laughs> what would have happened there? You know, Dalton, I, 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 when I look at this, this is a detail you bring up about this famine. Yeah. That I'd heard the story years and years. And this is something that jumped out to me just recently. Uh, you know, one thing I see about this young man that walks away, I, I can, I, I can kind of identify with him and that he wanted his independence, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm a very independent individual. You know, I, I don't need somebody micromanaging you know telling me this 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 and this you know if you give me a job I'll get it done if I have a task I need to get done you know I get to do it uh, if I need to go you know do some task of, of my own I don't really have a hard time getting prodded to do that I, I just I have that inside of me I'm an independent person right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but those of you that are listening that are that are more independent um, it's a danger that that you become so independent that you stop relying on other people in a good way and getting advice and, and getting other people involved in your life. And you know, when you walk away from the Lord, as this young man did, and and the parallel of this story, this parable, he walks away from the father. When you walk away from that advice, you walk away from that teaching, and you have that independence of yours. It goes hand in hand with the scripture verse in Hebrews chapter 11 that talks about uh, Moses, he chose to suffer with the affliction of of God's people than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season because when you walk away from Christ, there will be pleasure. There will be pleasure for that season, mm-hmm. but then famine hits. Yeah. And all that stuff that you said, man, I have all this, all this money in this, in this parallel of scripture, and I've got all the money. I've got everything that I'd want. You can imagine this man probably had lots of friends, had lots of people around him. Uh, but all of that went away. Once, once the famine came all, all dried up Yeah, and spiritually speaking, you know, you may still have physically the friends. you may physically still have the money. Uh, when you walk away from Christ, you may have that career that the world the people in the world they dream of to be able to have. But inside of yourself, it's it's a famine. It's dry. there's yeah. there's nothing there. and and you become where it says in the Bible, we're going to get to it uh, here in a couple of verses when it says he came to himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and he he realized, you know in the father's house it was pretty good <laughs> yeah i have this independence now and i've i've wasted everything i have and again it comes back to time time is one of the most valuable things that we have you know this young man when we get to it when we get to part 2 of this episode this young man he'll get things turned around but you can never get the time back oh yeah the money can't buy your time back and that time is so precious and valuable that you know that independence man that's great and young people that are listening you can have that independence and you can get out from underneath the thumb of your parents or your your pastor or your leaders and you can make your own decisions you think but then once you finally realize hey i can make my own decisions that's when it gets scary because <laughs> yeah. you need other people you need other people to guide you and direct you and give you advice and you know Dawn, we're still on that stage right we're 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 new parents if i yeah. knew everything if if jordan would have came with a manual that would have been great but <laughs> but he didn't and he's a good baby and and he does well but you know there's going to come a day where where Jordan's going to look at me and I'm going to tell him not to do something. He's going to, he's going to do it. Yeah. Even though I told him, no, he's already at that point. And he's going to look at me and and say things, you know, that are hurtful and mean. And, and, you know, he, he may not feel the love that I feel for him and I need teaching and training through that. I need guidance from people who have been there and they've done that Yeah. and never, never take your independence and, and and use it as a, as a, an avenue to be able to walk away from God's people, because all you're going to end up in is, is just a famine. In your heart yeah. and in your spiritual life, where you won't have that
1: guidance and direction in your life. Yeah, that's true, Garrett. And you think about just who's influenced us in our lives. You know, I, I have not arrived where I'm at now because it's it's all on me. You know, I was the one that got myself here. Now, there's a lot of people who have put themselves into me. And I mm. I don't think any of us can can really take credit on being what we are today because of ourselves, is because, you know, first Jesus, but then also those that he allowed to be put in our life, to be influenced by. And so uh, definitely don't want to separate ourselves from that. And you mentioned in verse 17, it says, and when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare. And I perish with hunger. And he says, I'll go to my father's house. And uh, he says he'll, will, he'll will confess before him. And for any of our listeners and, and even for myself, there's going to come some times in our life where we're at a, a spot where we don't need to be that we have a coming to moment where we look up and we think, Mm. man, what was I thinking? Uh, I was just totally in the wrong, or maybe right now I'm in sin, or I'm just in a bad place. And realize that you're never going to be too far to turn around. Okay. You're never going to be too, too far to turn around and say, you know, I know if I, the Lord would take me back. I know that he he loves me. He's still there for me. That father was still waiting for his son. We'll find out that, but understand that you have that come to moment where it's, Hey, I realize that I've messed up and decide that, Hey, I'm going to go back to the father's house. I'm going to go back to my relationship with the Lord and understand he'll take you back and gladly receive you. Um, and again, Garrett said it. I mean, you you, you can't replace the time that you are in sin. And, and there are some things in this, this young son's life that they have a feast. They receive him back here in a little bit. When he goes back to his father's house, his father gladly receives him, celebrates but there are still some things he missed out. He wasted his inheritance. He still, he never got that back. We find out that what he was given, he wasted. It's all gone. But understand, you can still come back. You're never too far. You're never too far gone. That's best just to get things right now. And it's best, to Garrett, to to get it right before you ever hit that famine. Okay, right now, maybe listeners or Garrett or I, you know, there's we're heading down a path. Might as well get it stopped now before that famine hits us. Um, I rather change now than when I'm hit rock bottom. And that's the last, I mean, that's, that's, that's the very end, you know? And he, he came to himself and he went to his father's house and we see the father gladly receives him. And uh, what a, what a great story about our heavenly father. He's compassionate Mm -hmm. and loving and ready to take us back and full of mercy. And and that's the God that we serve Garrett. Yeah. I'm so thankful
0: that we have a God that gives us more than a second chance. You know, he, he's very patient with us and Dalton, I'm going to share something, here and, and maybe think of, of one thing for yourself, um, maybe for people that are listening, some, something as, as far as someone who walks away from God, right? Um, what are some things that they can do to be able to get back to God? And something I see in this scripture, and maybe share something else with us, Dalton, once I'm done here. Um, if you look back, it, it says, verse 17, when he did come to himself, it says, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I will perish with hunger? Uh, when you come back to the fathers, you're, you're never going to be hungry. Uh, We're talking spiritually speaking, you Mm -hmm. know, the meat of the word of God is always going to be there. Just, just last night, uh, I preached a message to our teenagers about Elijah and Elisha and something that popped out to me that I'd never noticed before is right before Elijah went up and was brought up in the chariot of fire. Maybe you knew this Dalton, but, but I've heard, I've heard that story so many times, but just previous in that passage in, in chapter two, it talks about how uh, Elisha and Elijah are going across Jordan and he smote the water and yeah. the waters parted. And that was something that I've, I've never, I've never seen, you know, maybe someone said that in a sermon, but I was like, man, you know, if you would have told me, Elijah parted the waters, I was like, uh, you mean Moses, you know, and I would, I wouldn't even have thought of it. And mm-hmm. just, that's just an example of, of a story I've heard dozens of times. And when I read it, I've, I've read that story, you know, couple, you know, couple of times at least. And I've, I looked at it and I'm like, man, I've, I've never seen that before. You know, God always has stuff in his word that he wants to show you. Yeah. And as someone who walks away from God, you know, one thing that you can always count on is man, you know, open the Bible and God wants to show you a truth you've never seen before, or maybe a truth that you have seen before, but it, you see it in a different light because you're in a different place in your life. You know, I think if you're struggling today and you're listening to this podcast and and you feel like, man, I'm just not as close to God as I, as I once was. It, it may sound simple, but you know, God has things in His Word that He wants to show us each and every day. And even though I'm a youth pastor, you know, I've I've been raised in a Christian home, a pastor's home. And there's things in this in this book that I I still haven't. They've jumped off the page at me, and I I, I haven't seen before. And there's new things that God's always showing me. And I'm never going to be hungry spiritually when I'm when I'm talking to the Father, when I'm coming back to the Father. And Dalton, maybe share something else that, that maybe someone who walks away from God, uh, some steps they could take or some things that they could do to, to get closer to the Lord when they're coming back to the Father.
1: Yeah. And Garrett, you kind of mentioned it about, you know, the Lord giving you new stuff and showing you new stuff, but just that, just deciding that, hey, it's it's been a couple months since I've even sat down and spent quality time with the Lord. I, I think that's important. Mm-hmm to spend quality time. You think when this, this son came back, you think the father just said, all right, after the celebration, I'll, I'll see you in a couple months. Uh, Just go do your thing. No, I think, uh, I think they had some long walks out in the field. I think they, Mm -hmm. I think they, he spent a lot of time with his dad and he uh, kind of talked about some things that he did wrong and and said, dad, I really, uh, I messed up. And and I'm just so thankful to be back. And I'm sure they, they, they had some, some good moments where they came back together and they, they spent quality time together. And if you're listening, you say, well, I can't think the last time I, I sat down for 30 minutes and uninterrupted or, and read my Bible and earnest, earnestly talked to the Lord. I, I think that's something you ought to do. I think there was some quality time that this this son and father would have had. Um, and also, I think um, once that son got back after the celebration, after all the hoopla, I think that there was a work for him to do. I, I think the, the father probably put him to work. He wasn't a servant. He was still a son but I think there's some responsibilities that that were given to him. It seems like his dad was a wealthy man who probably uh, had much to do. And I think for someone that's kind of gone away from the Lord, that uh, you need to spend some good time with the Lord, need to get back to where you need mm-hmm. to be. Then I think you need to find a place to get busy. And, and I'm sure that son, now those, those chores or those tasks that he had once before he complained about, I'm sure that he was celebrating. He got a chance to do it. And as he, you know, went out there and, and worked with some of the servants or maybe he was over some of the servants instead mm-hmm. of him being in, in the swine field, you know, or the the pen with the, the pigs. He was excited to be out there and he kind of looked at it at a different light. And I think you look at things a little differently, Garrett, once you've been burnt once mm-hmm. and understand that I'm going to come back home to my my dad's house and and he loves me and he showed mercy on me and I'm not perfect, but he still chooses you know, show mercy and to show love and acceptance. And that's our God. And I think that's very Mm -hmm. important to realize that. And, and the fact that number one, spending some quality time um, with your father and number two, getting kind of plugged in to a work to do. I'm sure there's many things that he had to get straightened out and I'm sure his father helped him out with that. I think the greatest thing of the story, Dalton, is, you know,
0: we see the unconditional love of the father. And the father is so loving at all times. And the the greatest of this story that we can see is, is this son did come back. He did come back to the father. And in closing today, I, I think really that what, what speaks to me the most about this prodigal son and coming back is there may be some of you that are out there today, you're saved, but you don't feel like you're as close to the father as you should be. And you're asking yourself, is, is God done with me? you know, is, is God done using me? And the answer is no. (laughs) And the father is always welcome with, with open arms. And he, he, if God was done with you one, you wouldn't be breathing. And you say, man, I think I've done too much in my life. If you're asking yourself the question, does God still want to use me? Uh, That tells you enough where, or have I done too much to where God doesn't want to speak to me anymore? If you're asking yourself that question, you're, you're still, doing the right thing because you wouldn't be asking yourself that question if you were too far from the Lord. And what this son did is he realized the unconditional love of the father and came back to the father and was back in the father's arms and, and Dalton, I, I'm glad that we were able to tackle this this prodigal son, this one that went away from the, the father and next week we want to talk about uh, the son that stayed and the, the elder son and I think that maybe the more interesting part in my opinion is the elder son and what he's done uh, in this story. And so we, we appreciate you guys joining the podcast today again. And uh, give us feedback uh, in any way if you're you're blessed by the podcast and send us text, email, uh, reach out to us on our social media or Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but sign off for the podcast today for Dalton and I. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time and have a great day in Jesus.